Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, I'll be doing a review of the NWA 70th anniversary show. It happened live last night here in Nashville, Tennessee at the historic Nashville Fairgrounds. I was lucky enough to be there live, and I want to give a shout out right now to Squared Circle Radio and more specifically David Reed, who I believe is the one who actually facilitated this for me. But um, Squared Circle Radio, thank you so much. They actually gave me a ticket to the show because I didn't know until last minute if I could attend or not. And they gave me a free ticket uh, when they found out I was having trouble finding one uh, on such short notice. So I can't thank you guys enough. You'll hear me and Jeff talking about that in the episode. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to accidentally credit the wrong person for helping, but I didn't know if it was David or if exactly who it was um, who had really helped me through there. And I wanted to give them their proper credit in this introduction today. So I apologize for not knowing the name while we're actually talking during the interview, but it's because there's like a handful of people that I think could have helped. And I, I believe David was the one who directly helped me from there. But thanks to everybody over there at Squared Circle Radio, um, I really can't thank you guys enough. And I'm hope I hope that I can pay it forward and help you guys out with something um, whenever you need it. So if you're listening to this, Thank you so much, guys, um, for helping me out. And uh, you guys couldn't have been cooler. I, I Honestly, thank you so much. And uh, today, my guest is going to be Jeff Meacham. Jeff Meacham is a good friend of mine. He's of NoDQ.com fame. He is the former champion over there at their NoDQ.com Wrestling Trivia Challenge. He's going to be running the gauntlet, trying to uh, to win a tournament to have a shot at his uh, his old title, essentially, uh, this guy Greg Cherry has been uh, running roughshod over all the contestants over there on the Wrestling Trivia Challenge. I have nothing against Greg; I just don't know him personally, and I know Jeff, so it's one of those things where, like, I'm pulling for my buddy, of course. Um, but you know, Greg seems like a great dude, and he really, really, really knows his stuff. So, hopefully, we see Jeff uh, kind of climb that ladder and get back to his uh, his former glory there. But either way. He's a winner in my heart, in my mind, because he's a good dude, and he's gracious enough to give me his time to come on today and uh, talk about the NWA 70th anniversary show. So uh, with that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast with me and Jeff Meacham talking some National Wrestling Alliance here on the Fight Talk Podcast. How you been, man? I mean, like just in general, it's, I feel like it's been a while since we talked. It has been a while. It's uh, it's been good. It's been and things are good. I'm doing a little seasonal work at a pumpkin patch locally here, and uh, just enjoying enjoying the way the wrestling business is appearing at the moment. Dude, that's awesome, man. And you know, for my listeners listening right now, this is Jeff Meacham, NoDQ.com fame. You know, the former. I, how many time? The former. How many time? Trivia challenge over there at NoDQ. Four. four sounds right. Four sounds right. And I did see a recent video on YouTube, <clears throat> excuse me, where it looks like uh, you may be coming out of retirement to take place in the tournament to determine who's going to take on Greg Cherry since he's been such a dominant champion. Is this correct? That is correct. We actually are going to have the first round uh, match, I believe, next week for the for the opening round of the tournament to crown the new number one contender because Greg has been so dominant the last two seasons that it was time it was decided that we were going to have a tournament to crown his new uh his new contender because he's just going through everybody like crazy so we figured we'd line up some old champions line up some former contenders line up some brand new people and uh see who can prove themselves worthy of facing the Pennsylvania sensation man I'm looking forward to it Jeff you know I've been telling you since your uh, since your retirement I was hoping I'd see you get back in there so I am looking well, forward to it. Well, once again, it's proven that retirement and wrestling is never real. <laughs> right. For sure. A hundred percent. I mean, never say never, right? That's right. Um, well, Jeff, so today we're going to be talking about the NWA 70, 70th anniversary show that happened last night here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. You were like the first person to jump right in there and be like, dude, I'd be happy to do a review. And I was like, man, I wasn't even planning on doing a review. And I'm glad you were you were available because I'm glad we get to talk about this. I, it, I, I'll tell you what. It was one of those things where 
assistant building for at Billy Billy Cor- William Patrick Corgan, excuse me. Um, bought the company a year ago, over a year ago now, and this has been building and building and building. And it was it was a culmination of everything that we, as fans, and I'm sure they, as promoters and the talent, were hoping for. Yeah, man, and I can I can tell you firsthand, like the Nashville Fairgrounds, which is a historic wrestling venue here in Nashville. Oh, I mean. Oh, of course. I mean, I don't need to tell you that, but for anybody listening that may not be aware, like, it's, I mean, you know, this is like the home of like, you know, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and like the NWA and like, you know, there's been so many classic moments that have happened here in this city and in these venues uh, here around town. And it was so cool because I've been to a lot of shows, Jeff, like fairly recently where, you know, wrestling will come to the fairgrounds and they have a hard time putting butts in the seats. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Um, and seeing it last night, I believe from the people I talked to, it was the, the highest grossing like live gate they've like ever done at the fairgrounds was last night. And, and they were turning people away. Like they completely sold out of general admission seats. Uh, the fire marshal had to make sure the count was right. And I mean, it was, it was amazing seeing how packed out it was. I hope it translated well on television. I've heard that there were some technical difficulties, but I hope that the crowd translated well because it was packed in there. There were a few little snafus, but you know what? It's, it's their first live pay-per-view solo for many, many years that the NWA has thrown. I mean, the NWA was always involved of different companies over the years and throwing pay-per-views. You know, it was, it was Jim Crockett throwing pay-per-views. But it was also, you know, the different territories providing talent. This is solely, you know, the, the, the production team that was assembled, you know, with, you know, Billy and Dave Lagana and Dave Marquez, everybody just coming together and making something happen. Yeah, there are a few little hiccups, but that, that, that's got to happen for the first big monumental production. It's going to happen. As they say in life, shit happens. So, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But, and, but, but it, it did translate very well. The crowd definitely seemed raring to go all throughout the night. It was very cool to see. Good, good. That's really good. I'm glad to hear that it came off well, like, from the crowd perspective, because I was so happy. Like, because it, it also, it was like a destination event. Like, there was a lot of fans in, in town that weren't from Nashville. You know, obviously, it was a big show, the, the 17th anniversary, but it was really cool, like, just from my own experience, so people can know, like, just kind of what what my experience was, um, I'll have I'll give them a shout out in the uh, in the intro because I don't have their name in front of me, but somebody actually gifted me a ticket to the show because uh, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to go until like really late, and somebody on Twitter was just like kind enough to be like, hey, I have an extra and you can just have it, won't even charge you for it, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me, wow. so like. So I'm going to be giving them a, a major shout out. The reason I don't have their name is because they actually work for a radio station and have all the radio station information. But I like to give them like, like a personal shout out when I have the, the correct information in front of me. But of they uh, they helped me out so much. They they literally texted me my ticket like they didn't have to like it was so seamless. They just said, hey, this is this is the code, the, the QR code or whatever. Just come on in. And when I got there, like I said, it was packed out. The first person I saw right in front of me within arm's distance, Dory Funk Jr. just standing there in front of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and wow. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you've got it. Like, this is just already surreal. Um, And he's, he's so unmistakable. You know, it's like it's definitely him. He's right there in front of me. And uh, and it was cool to see how respectful the crowd was because, like, Dory Funk, you know, obviously at his age – like most of these wrestlers that we watched growing up, like, I mean, it's hard for him to get around and it was great to see, you know, the crowd, they would like separate like the red sea, you know what I mean? Just, just, you know, here, give him, give him the, the VIP treatment. And, uh, I saw him, I saw, uh, Conrad Thompson in the crowd, not far by, um, obviously well known for his podcast work. There was a lot of really cool people. I saw Billy Corrigan. Um, and I actually, so this is really cool. And I want you guys to know about this. And then we'll talk about the actual show, but uh, the way they had this, the fairground set up was the uh, the actual like sports arena. They had the actual show in, and then there was a, a small uh, a small little area, like another building right next door, that they did a a small press conference in as well after the show. And a limited amount of people were able to attend the press conference, and of course, I ran over and, and became a part of that. So like it was so interactive, and like they they got you. Up there, close and personal. You got to ask the wrestlers questions. You got to shake their hands. It was a great experience from a fan perspective. So I wanted everybody to know that 
the NWA is putting the NWA is putting on uh, I mean a great product for the for the live fan experience. Well, I've I, having I did a little I did an interview with Tim Storm when he when he defended against Aldis here in uh, and well Paul White Amy but changed us from Hollywood back in November of last year and Dave Lagala could not be more gracious as far as allowing me time with Tim and let me get the promo out of him and having him appear on our video. And so they are very interactive. They're very fan friendly. They're, they're, they're definitely wanting the fans to be a part of this, this movement that, that Billy and Dave and everybody have tried to, it's very much a groundswell. They've really built this thing back up from the dead and, you know, and, you know, they're very, they're very quick to say it was not dead. It was just, you know, on life support, and it was. But the NWA was a dying brand, and over the last, you know, twelve or more months, it has become revitalized, and it's because of the the, the company's choice to be completely one hundred percent fan interactive. And I think it's amazing. I couldn't agree more, man. And I remember I actually uh, complimented you on that interview with Tim Storm because I, I watched that uh, when it when it came out, man. So that was really cool. Yeah. And I thought about you when I was watching him last night because, of course, we'll talk about his match. Um, right. You know, let's just get started with the show, Jeff. Uh, you know, the first match that we had, we had uh, Sam Shaw defeating Scorpio Sakai, uh, Cole Cabana, and I always have a hard time saying his name. Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara. I'm never quite sure how to pronounce his name. but Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, yeah. yeah. This one surprised me, though, because, you know, you figure, you know, with names like Scorpio Sky and Cole Cabana, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have one of those guys win. Sam Shaw, in my opinion, in this particular moment, pulled off the upset. Yeah, I agree. And would you agree with me that it was, it was kind of odd to see Cabana get eliminated first in this whole scenario, considering like his popularity with the, with just wrestling and the NWA in general. I think the fact that the very first elimination, the very first fall of the night over a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion was a very telling moment, and it would set the tone for the rest of the night. Like anything can happen tonight. Yeah, very good, very good call. And I will say this too: I, I got to talk to Sammy uh, Guevara like right after the show for just a couple minutes, and I'll I'll say it now, you know, publicly as well. But I told him, I was like, man, I'm not just saying this because you're right in front of me, like you were honestly probably the most impressive in-ring performer I saw tonight. Like, the stuff that oh, yeah. that guy can do is just unreal. Yes, he's, he's one of those guys that you don't hear a lot about, but when you see him, you go, wow. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw him was about a year or so ago here in Nashville, actually, at a, I don't know if you know the company, Aero Lucha. They've run a couple shows. Like, Rey Mysterio's done some stuff with them. And, Sounds familiar. Yeah, and I don't know if they're, like, I, I think Conan actually like owns and runs the promotion, I think, but it's just kind of one of those like pop up things where they don't have like a like a TV deal or anything set in place. So this kind of runs some shows around, and um, I saw Sammy at one of those about a year ago, and just kind of kept my eye on him. And then when I saw him tonight, it's just like or last night rather, it's 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 really exciting to see that too because um, as you know, Jeff, the NWA is kind of known more as like a traditional wrestling brand and it's cool to see them implementing like the more modern quote-unquote like super indie style into the wrestling as well yeah it's 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 very much becoming a hybrid of what wrestling has evolved into over the last well seven years right and it's it's a good thing i think because because when you were mentioning them kind of treading water i think some of it had had to do with uh with them maybe not adapting to the times enough and then kind of just getting kind of lost in uh in like everyone's memory is like a as something that kind of used to be cool and now it's kind of becoming cool again I think. Well, I think I think people are quick to remember the fact that Shane Douglas called the NWA dead organization and the fact that you know they tried the the, the thing with the WWF in 1998 where Dan Seven was on with Jim Cornette and the Rock and Rolls and everybody and it just it just it, it seemed like it became an afterthought and then TNA brought them in did the partnership with them and TNA kind of left them in the dust for their own championships and kind of just made the NWA an afterthought once again. So it's very cool to see. I, I guess it's very cool to see the brand revitalized. It's very cool to see where we've come in a year as a fan of NWA. And, you know, people, people, you know, I've been coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, I've been a fan of NWA for 70 years. I've been a fan of NWA the whole time. And, you know, and, and uh, somebody was very quick to point out that, no, you weren't. <laughs> right. And, you know, you've been, you've been a fan since Billy Corgan was announced as the new owner. But that's okay. We love you anyway. Right. So come on and support us, please. And it's it's uh it's 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 very refreshing to see somebody 
anybody get a buzz besides WWE or TNA or Impact or Ring of Honor? Or you know, it's cool to see a true independent company get the rub. Yeah, it is, and I also mentioned, you know. I'm sure you're aware, but, you know, about probably about a year or so, around the time that Billy, like, started getting really involved with the NWA, um, he appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast and talked a lot about the revitalization of the brand. And I think that helped a lot, too, because, I mean, the platform that Joe Rogan... What's funny, because Joe Rogan's so, like, anti-pro wrestling. Like, he's he's such not a fan of pro wrestling. but But he does a good job of promoting it when he has the right people on, like... Like, Billy Corgan, I thought, was great. Like, he's had Diamond Dallas Page on there, and it was great. But, like, uh, I think that that helped a lot, too, I guess, is my my point, is that Billy's been doing a really good job about getting up there in, like, in like media, in, like, popular media, like, internet media. The, the things that they've been doing with the 10 Pounds of Gold series on YouTube is, is genius, I think. I think it's really smart. I think it's really well done. So, not only is, like, their wrestling style adapting, the whole way they market the company is adapting, which I think is really, really helping them out as well. Yeah, it's very much a modern feel to a classic brand, which is what they're going for. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so with that win, we were just talking about Sam Shaw. He'll that essentially gets him into the uh the finals of the uh the tournament that's just a one night tournament to crown the, the first ever NWA national heavyweight champion. Um uh, not the first, just the most recent. Oh right. Right, right, right. That's right. Um after that, we have Barrett Brown taking on, uh, or sorry, defeating a Laredo kid. This is the first time I'd seen either of these guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Like, I, I I was definitely more behind Laredo, and so was the crowd, I think. Uh, Barrett gets the win. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one, Jeff? Um, it, 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 was, it, was, it was kind of a, a, kind of a cool match to see. It was, uh, it was, it was two guys that seemed like they wanted to get themselves notice and get themselves proven out there. I mean, Laredo Kid's been around for a while. He's done a lot of things on the on the circuit, a lot of stuff in Mexico, I believe. And it was it was it was uh it was a good little match. It was about ten minutes or so and just it went really well. Um I I another Laredo Kid was briefly in WWE he uh or not briefly, he, he worked a tryout match for them uh, about three years ago, and he's also been on Impact, so he's uh, he's uh, he's definitely well known. But like you said, the surprise was that Barrett Brown got the win. Right, and uh, you know, it just was what it was. You know, it was a good match. It went about ten minutes long, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and you know, this was another good way just to keep the crowd in it. And if if any of my memory, by the way, is a little fuzzy on this show. I drank a lot of beer at this event. I'm going to be totally honest. So like, so like if they, if I miss anything or I mispronounce someone's name or like I missed a giant spot or there's something that really cool that happened, Jeff, and I miss it, feel free to just correct me or, uh, or add it, add to it as well. Um, I was, I was having a good time. I was celebrating the NWA, uh, last night. Uh, so after that, we had, uh, Willie Mack defeating Ricky Starks, Jay Bradley and Mike Perro. I thought this was a really good match and, uh, Willie Mack is super over. Every time I've seen him live and with any company he's been with, the fans love this guy. And he's somebody that I've had the chance to talk to very briefly after some of these shows as well. And he's like the nicest guy in the world, at least in, with my experience with him. So it's really cool to see Willie Mack get this win. Ricky Starks is somebody that I knew from uh, from Dojo Pro, which was taped here out of Nashville as well. Um, Mike Paro, interesting guy. Uh has has that uh that LGBT type gimmick, which I think is uh is uh is interesting. We had something I haven't really seen before. And uh Jay Bradley, if we all remember him, I mean he's been in in developmental for WWE for a long time. Uh he was in yeah. TNA for a bit. So it was kind of funny seeing him because I was like, man, I remember this guy from like OVW, I feel like, forever ago. Um yeah, Brian Braddock in, in, in WWE for a while. Right. So, uh, so Jeff, what did you think about this match? Uh, the participants and Willie Mack getting that win? Well, it's, it's funny. On, if you watch 10 Pounds of Gold lead into the event, lead into his, Willie's match with Cody, and they talk about Willie's story about literally being a fan growing up out here in LA and, you know, attending shows and being front row. I was sitting right next to Willie a lot of time. I was sitting right next to Willie Mack at the shows, especially at, like PWG and, you know, being a fan with him and it's 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 so cool and i actually worked with willie quite a bit when he uh, worked for a company called epic pro wrestling war or epic war 
out here in uh, Southern California, run by Gary Yap. I worked with, uh, really worked with uh, Eric, Eric Watts, who is just Watts now for uh, for Champions Wrestling Hollywood and uh, LTP, uh, and, and they, they were they were a great team. I worked with them quite a bit out here, working with Gary Yap, and uh, it was awesome to see Willie get the win here. And just his his story is so is so just one of those stories it's like wow this guy has made it big he literally came up from the hood and you know William took it himself and, and cut down the goal he came from the hood and you know what a story it would have been if he beat Cody for the NWA World Championship going into this event he needed to be the world champion but as we see later he gets his redemption so it's all good right for sure uh you know he was another guy he actually did a some he he was a part of the press conference afterwards, and he took everybody's questions and and I I just can't say enough good things about the guy. Like he's somebody that I really hope uh nothing but success for wherever wherever he decides to wrestle, whatever he decides to do. He just seems like a great dude, and he's and he's super uh he's impressive in the ring. I mean, and what I like about him too, like it can be seen as a negative sometimes. I think, but for him, I think it's it's a big positive. That he channels like that, like '90s wrestling fan that like is inside of me, and I'm sure is inside of you and so many other people. Like I like seeing him use the Stone Cold Stunner and like versions of like the People's Elbow and like leg drops and stuff like that. I think it's cool. Yeah, he, he's everything about the Eugene gimmick that people actually liked. <laughs> right, right. Yes, good call. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, but, I mean, I think he's my size, but I'm not an athletic pounder at all. Willie's very athletic. He's he's a solid dude. He's great. Yeah, man. And we'll be uh, we'll be talking about his match against Sam Shaw here in a bit because that, of course, winds up being the uh, the match to determine the uh, the vacant NWA National Heavyweight Champion. So, right, we're definitely going to get to that. Um, up next, we have your boy Tim Storm. We were talking about him a minute ago. Defeating uh, Peter Avalon with Nico Marquez, Marquez. Marquez, that's Dave Marquez's son. Oh, okay, Nico, gotcha. Nico is uh, he, he runs the office, quote unquote, on on Kendra uh, Hollywood Television. He uh, he also is uh, Peter Avalon's full time manager out here at uh, for uh, for Marquez's promotion. So um, it, it was very awesome to see both these guys. I've known Peter Avalon, God. I watched him wrestle for a company called Mach One out here in Anaheim. God, maybe ten years ago, maybe a little bit less. Wow. No, he, he he was part of um, he was I believe he was part of the group uh, the Standard with uh, with Adam Pierce when Hollywood wrestling was first around in like in the early two thousand tens. But yeah, he's he's been he's been around for a long long time. He's very, very underrated, I think. I think people don't give him near enough credit. And, of course, Tim Storm, the former world champion, the world champion at the time of the purchase, and the guy that was at the forefront of 10 pounds of gold for the first few months of that show's existence. And um, Tim Storm had been beat by Peter Avalon twice already. So this was this was Tim's um, moment of redemption. This was Tim's chance to get the decisive win over Peter, and he got it. He did. He did. I thought it was an entertaining match. It only went, like, around six minutes or so. But the yeah. the story around it was the kiss my foot stipulation, and right. and it actually went over really well with the crowd. You know, I never know what to expect with kind of like those like old school type you know gimmicks and stipulations and stuff. And people were really really excited to see them have to kiss, kiss uh, Tim Storm's feet. Like it it worked out great. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was different. You, you don't see very many kiss my foot matches anymore because of the. You know, the people are germaphobes now, and it's just so, Peter's just so nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and the fact was, the last time we saw a Kiss My Foot match on a public stage like this, you know, Jerry Lawler ended up kissing Brett's foot, his own foot, ended up tossing up in the ring. So, you know. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Trip down memory lane. And and you also uh, you mentioned you know uh, Adam Pierce a moment ago and I'm glad you mentioned him because there was actually a lot of people in the crowd that just heard kind of rumblings of people that were like really bummed out that he couldn't be a part of the show kind of obviously per you know his new position with WWE and stuff but like he was somebody that people were talking about at the fairgrounds as somebody who they were hoping was going to maybe get some recognition on the show for you know all the help he had given the NWA throughout the years. Yeah, Adam expressed on his on his Facebook uh, business page that he regretted not being able to go, but he he, he said he was booked, so he couldn't go. Sure, understandable. Um, after that, we had Jazz defeating Penelope Ford by submission to retain the NWA 
World's Women's Championship. Um, Jazz is another one where, like, I've obviously, I've, I've watched her since, I guess, probably ECW was probably the first time I had seen her. And, yep. um, they, you know, her work in WWE and, and since, and I, I never knew really until last night how, like, down to earth and, like, just such, like, a, like, a genuinely real nice person that Jazz is. Like, not that I ever thought differently. I just never knew one way or another. And she was, like, so nice at the press conference last night. Like, I couldn't believe it. Um, And Penelope Ford, of course, is most well known for being the uh, the girlfriend of Joey Janela. We all hope he gets better soon, you know, dealing with that knee injury right now. Yes. Um, but uh, what do you think about this match? Because Jeff, I want the fans to know this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you put yourself over. I'm gonna put you over. You have been an advocate of women's wrestling far before any of these women's revolutions, evolutions, any of this stuff. What did you think about this women's match for the NWA Championship? You know, I, I, I will be the first to admit I was legitimately surprised that Billy. And and everybody in the NBA and Jazz came to an agreement to bring her back as champion because she'd been champion for a while already. And the, the, the rumor and innuendo, as Conrad Thompson would say, um, was that uh, she wasn't coming back. That she was, they were going to vacate the title and have it be decided another time. And there she was on that video on the NBA's YouTube page, and she's and you know the, the baddest bitch is back, and she was definitely back last night, man. She. She and Penelope went went to war, and it was it was off. It was brief. It was very brief. It was almost it was only a little bit longer than Tim Storm's match, but it was still very effective. It got Jazz established as I'm still the baddest bitch around. I'm still the most dominant female in wrestling, and you know it's uh you know yeah she's not WWE anymore, but you know what she's she's still a solid solid performer. And here, here we are. I mean, we're talking about her. She was in ECW 18 years ago. <sighs> That's and crazy. She is the world champion of the NWA, and that's you know that 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 could be misconstrued as a as a as a mixed blessing, I guess, because yeah, she's a great wrestler, and yeah, she will defend the title with honor and prestige, but she, she she's got more miles you know behind her than ahead of her. Some people would say. So time will tell how we how how Jazz does look for, but she looked great last night. She did, and it's great to see her looking so great because once again, as you know, and, and I'm sure as as and anyone listening to this knows, like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, the most delicate way to say this because, you know, I don't mean any disrespect, but, like, I mean, 18 years ago, ECW, I mean, a lot of the people that we were watching back then aren't around anymore. A lot of them are in very bad shape. You know, it's it's good to see someone like Jazz doing so well this this far down the road. So Exactly. Um, it is great to see. And like I said, she was such, such a nice person. Like I, I really, I, I wanted to let people know, like if you ever happen to see jazz at a show, like she's the kind of person who will shake your hand and, and be grateful and happy that you're just there to, to watch as a fan. So, um, it, it, it's so funny you mention that. Cause when, when I think of jazz, I, I also think of Miss Jackie cause they're so similar in styles and in presentation and everything. Sure. I met, I met Jacqueline at TNA when, when we went back East, uh, to watch turning point in 2004 for the XMB show with, uh, Aaron and, uh, Mike, we, uh, we went to, we stayed at the hotel the town I was staying at just because we wanted to make sure we got interviews. We were on site and we were ready to go when it was time to make the show happen. And, I'm walking down the hallway and there's Miss Jacqueline just coming up and we had like a 20 minute conversation. It was awesome. We just, we just bullshitted. It was great. And I, we took a picture, turned out blurry and then I ended up not being able to save the picture. So I had no proof of this, but it was, she was really down to earth too. And it's amazing how the, the, the baddest of the badasses are just the sweetest. Yeah, man. And I say it all the time, actually, especially on Twitter. It's almost like a running joke. I'm not, I'm not joking, but like, it's almost become like a joke that every time something gets brought up about like, what woman do you want to see come back in the WWE or like, you know, evolution this and this? I'm always saying like Jackie Moore. Like she was my, I love Miss Jackie. She was like, yeah. you know, cause, cause when I started watching wrestling, Jeff, Jackie was the manager of the Harlem Heat in WCW. Like that's, oh, you, you know what I mean? So like, I've always been, like from there, and then it was like, wait a second, she can also wrestle. Like I found that out later, and then I was oh, like, wait, yeah. she's she's like the best women's wrestler. Like she was so credible. She looked like she could actually kick everyone's butt. Like so, yeah. 
really cool to know that Jackie's a nice person. And I've never gotten a chance to talk to her, but I hope I do one day. And I also yeah, want to mention... She's, uh, she's this, yeah, she's this little spitfire, but if you piss her off, she will kick you <laughs> Yes. And uh, Penelope Ford, you know, I've heard that... Uh, I've heard Joey Janela talk about how Penelope Ford... I believe... I don't think she was, like, even a wrestling fan before the two of them got together. And... She's like gotten, you know, this good in a pretty short amount of time with like yep. no prior experience. Um, so I think that any company, like when, when Joey's, when Joey's back, especially with the buzz that he's generated on the indie scene, the shows that he promotes himself, you know, all the stuff that he does, I think that it is a, uh, I don't know what the right word is. It's almost like a disservice to any like major promotion that they don't sign the two of them as a as a group immediately when they're available because I think there's so much money in Joe Janelle and Penelope Ford together. I agree with that. Yeah, cool, cool. So after that, we got uh Willie Mack defeating Sam Shaw. He's the new NWA National Heavyweight Champion. Uh, what do you think about this match, dude? Because there was there were some twists and turns, uh, kind of like. Leading into the match, I didn't mention, you know, the uh, the appearance of uh, James Ellsworth. He popped out of nowhere. Um, he's been popping up everywhere, actually, now that I think about it. Um, he was on Bound for Glory, SmackDown, and NWA's 70th anniversary show within a week. There you go. <laughs> That's so great. Buzzword. Hey, and good, good, for, good for that guy because he, I know, right? he, he's a dude who, prior to the, his, uh, his run in the WWE uh, years back, there's no way he's on any of these shows, right? Well, it's I got to meet James at SmackDown when they were in Ontario, California, the site of Total Divas this last week. By the way, I was at Total Divas. I, I haven't been on the show since I. But yeah, I was. Yeah, that was me at the beginning of Total Divas this week. So yeah, yeah, me. I'm on TV. Nice. Um, <laughs> God, um, it was funny. But um, James is a really cool guy. It's it, it's cool to see somebody that you would never expect to get the amount of buzz he's been getting over the last year get this buzz it's so cool to see something like that yeah yeah i agree and he's another guy that i got to see just kind of like on his way out of the fairgrounds last night just told him i'm just hey james thanks for coming out to nashville man and he just my hey, man you know i appreciate it you know it's, it's yeah. he just seems yeah. happy to be a part of it still you know so yeah, he, he's very much unlike the james ellsworth character you see on tv he's very cool yes absolutely and as far as this match goes, Jeff, uh, you know, Willie Mack winning, what did you think about the match itself? And um, I know we've already talked quite a bit about Mack, but, like, you know, just kind of your thoughts uh, on him becoming the new champion. I think it's so cool for Willie. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. Um, that's, 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 that's one of my boys, you know. He, we, we, you know, we, we, were, we were in, quote-unquote, in the business together for a while. It, it was cool. It's very, very awesome for, to see a friend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy. Uh, we gave the guy a ride back to his house after a show once because he he was stuck and he he was working uh down near our house and we drove him all the way from the Long Beach area back to L.A. to get to get him get him home and it's 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 cool to see somebody like that get you know get get what was coming to him and it's the unbelievable recognition that the his determination has got him where he is today and let me say for the record I hope Dave Magana's listening. I love the belt. I think the belt's awesome. I think people that crap on the belt don't understand history. That looks so much like the old U.S. championship from the 70s and the early 80s. I love that they use the design for the national championship. And God bless anybody that appreciates history and was on board with the championship. If you crap on the belt, get a life. <laughs> right. And, you know, that's what was throwing me off. So that's what it is. It was a brand new design for the old belt. That's what it was. Right. Basically, they, they took the concept of the Ric Flair, Johnny Valentine, Greg Valentine era Mid-Atlantic U.S. Championship, which is now, of course, the WWE U.S. Championship, and used that basic design to create the national championship. Okay. So the, thank you, Jeff. And thank you. I'm sure a lot of my listeners will appreciate you just explaining that because yeah, that's what I, I was so confused about. Yeah, there's a lot more that went into the championship creation this time than what I just said. And you, I, I think that there's a video on NWA YouTube you guys can check out that'll explain it better than I ever could. But yeah, that, that was the basic concept why I understand. Cool, cool. And I, and I did see uh, Cody Rhodes on Twitter defending it too. He was like, yeah. I think he said like, hot take, I love the new title. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. so good. The people that matter, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, 
I mean, I'll, I'll be totally honest. Like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the Universal title. Like, I mean, it yeah. is what it is, you know. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, what really matters, I think, is is how the title is is defended, you know, who's carrying the title, how the uh, the credibility of the, of the champion, you know. Like, that's what is really most important. So, like, regardless of if you even like the belt design or not, Willie Mack is your champion, so you should be happy about that if you're a fan. I, I was going to say, I, I think there's nobody on this show that could have been more credible carrying it, honestly, going forward now than Willie Mack. Willie Mack has earned his stripes, man. He's, he's ready to go. Yes, and I like that they established right off the bat, um, right before the uh, the title match, they said this is the gateway to the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, think about it. That that style of belt, the U.S. Championship, was always the, the number one contender to the world championship back in the eighties and nineties. So you know, it's you, you you hold that championship, you got the keys to the kingdom almost. Yes, yes, and I think there's some really good potential matchups that we'll I'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute. That you know, I cannot wait to see Willie Mack face all basically this entire card of people. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, after that, we had a. Uh, a tag team open challenge. Uh, Road Warrior Animal brings out Crimson and Jack's Dan, Jack Stone, Jack Dan, Jack Stane, the War Kings. Yep. Jack Stane, that's right. Um, and he's a former. I'm about to say he's a former champion. He was out there with the uh, with the uh, the former champions for the main event as well. And uh, it was interesting to see. And they they uh, they took on uh, the Kingdom of Josephus, which wound up being Shannon Moore and Crazy Steve. Shannon Moore, of course. Uh, well known for you know multiple years in, in the business, multiple gimmicks. Um, I I took my opportunity last night when I went and talked to him for a couple minutes after the show. I shook his hand and I said, "Hey man, you probably hear this all the time, but I grew up on WCW and like I'll always remember you as a member of Three Count." And that's like yeah, not yeah. a and that's not like a a dig. It's like that was a part of my childhood was was Three yeah. Count, you know. Exactly. And he was like, "Dude, it's nothing that I'm embarrassed about." He's like, I, "I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I've had this kind of career, you know." And you know, he was a really nice guy. Crazy Steve is somebody who I'm not sure if he lives in the Nashville area, but I see him work a lot of shows in Nashville. So, um, you know, it was good seeing him. And I will say this, and I want your opinion on this, Jeff. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on like Crimson and Jax doing kind of like the Road Warrior type? I mean, because like they're not calling themselves the Road Warriors, but like it's pretty clear that's kind of like where they're leaning, right? I think anybody that's with Road Warrior Animal is going to have a little bit of Road Warrior rep. There's no question about that. They're going to have that little bit that, that feel, that that stigma, that presentation. That stigma is a bad word. Sorry, I don't mean to stigma. The 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 presentation is going to be Road Warrior esque. It's going to be that they're going to have that feel of them. And honestly, Crimson and Jack are both big solid dudes like hawk and animal were for so many years and animals was a big dude yeah let's be honest so um it, again it's one of those you know it'll, it'll be cool to see where they go going forward it was nice to see them just say flat out okay open challenge bring it on i love josephus's presentation i love what he's been doing over the last year with the nwa and with the chasing the championship and then having a spiritual advisor i like the video they had to promote this match saying just is going to bring out his spiritual advisor and his and i think his lady love is the other person and all of a sudden here comes shannon more and crazy steve like what the hell <laughs> right and this uh, is a strange cat i, I saw him wrestle in the very uh champions from hollywood and he, he's a strange cat but he's effective he gets the job done yes yes and he's somebody that, like, I didn't know a lot about. Like, I knew about him, but I haven't actually seen him live that many times, if that makes sense. So, right, that makes sense. So, um, it's funny, because I think the first time I ever was even made aware of him, I saw someone wearing one of his t-shirts at his show in Nashville, and I was like, who's that guy? And they, like, showed me some clips, and I was like, that's real interesting. Like, I... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those, you have to watch a few times to really get into... But, but, but once you're hooked, man, he's got you. What did you think about the actual match? Uh, because it was pretty quick. It was about four and a half yeah, minutes it, long. Yeah, it was like four and a half minutes. It was, it, was, it was what it was. You knew that even though Josephus has had the presentation of last year, he's been a, a force to be reckoned with. You knew the Road Warrior team was not going to you know, go down you know, at all, honestly. I, I, I figured it'd be a quick, but I didn't think it'd be that quick. But I figured it'd be pretty quick. Right, for sure. 
And and uh, I'll also say I, I had a chance to to shake Road Warrior Animal's hand after the show, and he's he's still massive. Like, yeah, it, it's funny. I talked to him. I actually talked to him during the two thousand three two thousand four NFL playoffs. This huh. is right after Hawk had passed, and I were trying to get a book for the show. And he wasn't doing shows, so I ended up, I ended up getting all of his number. And we just talked. Like, I didn't record anything. I didn't hit a record button. I didn't have a thing to record. But it's 2003. I didn't have that kind of technology back then. So, but we just talked about football. We talked about his kids. We talked about things. He's the one where, you know, the bass and the badass is one of the nicest guys you'll ever just talk to. That's really cool, man. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, Especially because... He's a great guy, and he, he's definitely one of those guys that, you know, has not, you know, seemingly let the overwhelming success he's had overwhelm him. Right. Right. And of course, I mean, overwhelming success. I mean, he's is still, I mean, in your opinion, uh, would you consider the road warriors still like the best tag team of all time? I think had the Dudleys not come along and once the championships in the, in an era where it was, you know, Texas wrestling was re- revitalized. I think the road warriors are like one, a, Oh, okay, so them and the Dudley boys kind of just interchangeable, like no wrong answer kind of thing. I, in, in my humble opinion, yes. Gotcha. Well, your opinion matters, man. You've been around this for a long time. I appreciate that. <laughs> this is actually, actually, what's today? On Thursday is my 12th anniversary. No, uh, excuse me, 2002 is my 16th anniversary doing these doing these shows. Dude. That's amazing, 16, man. Sixteen years, man. It's crazy. Dude, I, I, I've told you plenty of times, man. I'll, I'll say it again. Like, I mean, a lot of the reason I got into the stuff that I'm doing, like doing the podcast and taking, you know, a chance on myself doing this kind of stuff. A lot of it has to do with you and, and the guys that, that kind of paved the way back when it was like, you know, because you, I mean, you know better than pretty much anyone. Like, there was hardly anybody. And I say independently, like you guys had a website behind you and stuff, but like, like in, you know basically independently like nobody was really like going out and getting interviews with people like Rob Van Dam like going out and like meeting wrestlers and interviewing them on camera and stuff like that and like it was so huge I love it, man. Thanks for all the work you've done, man. Honestly. Thank you for the support, and thank everybody out there for the support. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it at the end when I do my plugs or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a hell of a ride for sure. For sure, for sure. And uh, speaking of a hell of a ride, man, that's a good transition into our into our main event. Um, Nick Aldis defeats Cody in a two out of three falls match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um I'll give you a couple a couple of my thoughts, and I want you to take off with it because I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on on this and the title change and, and the whole presentation of all this, Jeff. But um, my my opinion now, I'm going to try to be unbiased here because everyone knows I'm a humongous mark for Cody Rhodes. Like you know, I, I'm one of those people that like I never want to see him lose ever. Like just regardless of the situation. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things that coming into this show, I didn't know what to expect title wise because Cody is so involved in you know Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, NWA running all in, potentially doing, you know, more shows that he's gonna run himself, possibly going back to the WWE, like whatever's happening. And so for me it was kind of like I don't know how long he was gonna be able to hold the NWA championship because I I don't know what his availability looks like. And Nick Aldis is somebody who's who's been such a great representation of the company as champion that I didn't know which way it was going to go. Now, I will imagine this will lead to a third match and who knows what will happen then. But as far as like this actual match went, I thought this was a fantastic match. And I think it kind of embodied that like kind of the old school style mixing with the new style. It went like 37 minutes long. Um, 
so it was a great match, and I don't I don't have anything against Nick Aldis winning the belt back. And and I will say, I think the majority of the crowd thought Cody was going to retain based on the reaction. Um, Jeff, what were your thoughts on this? And you know, Nick Aldis, what are your thoughts on the match itself? And then of course, Nick Aldis, you know, regaining the championship. I was completely taken aback by the fact that um, that Cody lost so soon. But you know, like you said, um, it's, uh, it's it's interesting that people are talking about that maybe that maybe he is going back to WWE. Maybe this is his last hurrah. Maybe he's actually going to be returning to WWE, and that's the rumor going around this morning as we sit here at. It's nine o'clock my time on the West Coast. Um, that he's going back to WWE and that we're going to see him return. And if 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 this is one of his indie swan songs, my goodness, what a way to go out! Just a great back and forth match. They each got a fall to start, so it went down to the third fall. Um, they both got their finishers to get a fall, which was awesome to see. You know, both guys get their most effective weapons used and successfully used in their in their in their respective fall wins. So just um, just a solid, solid, great, great presentation for over 35 minutes, um, almost 37 minutes, I believe, is what it ended up being, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's it was cool. I liked how Nick teased on social media. He had an insurance policy. All you saw was a woman's legs, and we're like, we know it's not gonna be Nikki because there's no way Vince let Nikki appear at this show. Sure. But who, who could possibly counteract Brandy Rhodes? There was Camilla Kane, and she was she was something. So and Brandy, Brandy got physically involved in the match, and it was it was it was it was, uh, it was just a great presentation, a very fitting finale to what was an unbelievable anniversary show for the NWA, and I just well done by everybody involved. I I couldn't agree more. Um, what are your thoughts on on all this as the champion going forward? Love it. Um, let me say. And I, I, I've said this before on my own shows, things like that. For some reason, Nick Aldis has me blocked on Twitter. Hmm. I, I don't know why. I don't know what I said or what I did. Whatever I did say or did or did do, let him, somebody let him know I'm sorry because he's been nothing but gracious and respectful. And it was because of him that my son and my one of my good friends and I uh, ended up on Jeff uh, Hollywood TV recently. Um, I don't know if it's been on the air or not, but he had a match with um, Royce Isaacs prior to uh, prior to this weekend, and he went up in the crowd, and then he walked up, and he shook my hand, and shook my buddy Travis's hand, and that was on TV. And at the end, he went up in the crowd and high five the two of us and my son, and just he was so respectful and so appreciative of the fan support that he had get, received as the world champion. Yeah, he went into the match with Tim Storm as the heel, as far as he was being the aggressor he was being, but he spent the last year just building this ground support for him, this fan support, and he is he is the guy that I never would have expected to be the, the standard bearer for the NWA. You know, I mean, you know, he was the world champion at Impact, and people really never gave him the benefit of the doubt. Well, they're giving benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt now, damn it. He's he's an amazing talent. He's a great in-ring worker. He's got the president. He's got the class. He dresses like a champion. He walks like a champion. Damn it, he is the world champion. He will be a great world champion two times over now. Yeah, man, I agree with everything you said, and and it's it's interesting with uh with all this too because. I could be wrong, but this is kind of the perception that I I felt like um, with with him, just kind of historically speaking. Like when he was Magnus in TNA, I feel like he was viewed by the fans more as like a Dixie Carter pet project. Right. And right. and now it's like he's gone out on his own and just completely proved himself as his own his own thing, like his own yeah. champion. You know, it, you know, and I think that that's. That's part of, you know, and that's not even his fault. I mean, none of that is his fault. You know, as far as like, I mean, if so, if I was working for a major company and my boss, I mean, kind of like the Drew McIntyre thing, right? Almost exactly the same. Like, you know, you basically pick a guy out of a crowd and go like, this is our guy, but like without any real like foundation behind it. 
and then they go out and they do it on their own. Someone like Drew McIntyre is a perfect example. Go out, do it on your own, reinvent yourself, do your own thing your own way, and then let your own hard work, you know, shine through. And and that I think is really what's been benefiting benefiting Nick all this uh, recently. Yeah, I agree with that. He he he's very much his own man. Yes, he is the representative of the NWA, but he's also very much his own man, his own champion. Absolutely. And I want to mention also, because I don't know if the press conference from last night aired or not. I don't know like if that was live or if it's available on YouTube. It or, was on their Twitter feed, I believe. Was it? So I wanted I wanted to mention, you know, for anyone who may not have seen or, or heard, um it was actually funny because it was it was a question I wanted to ask, but somebody got to it before me and I was like, all right, cool, I'm just gonna I'll just step back because they asked that's the perfect question. But he was talking about um, you know, his uh his roots from the UK and, and those kind of things. And somebody had asked him, like, who from the United Kingdom would you want to put this NWA championship up against? Like, who do you think is worthy of challenging you from, you know, kind of your home, your home area? And he said the villain Marty Skrull, like, right away. He was like, that's the guy. And I love that idea. I mean, I would love to see all this versus Marty Skrull for the NWA title. That would be a tremendous match. I, I would, I, if I had a way to pay for another pay-per-view this year, because I already paid for two this year besides <laughs> WWE Network, I, I would, I would love to see Marty Skrull and Nick Alvis for the championship. That'd be fantastic. Me too. I agree. Uh, Jeff, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always so fun to, to catch up with you. And I know we get to interact on Twitter all the time and stuff, but it's always, it's always better, you know, to be able to talk on the phone or on Skype or something with you, man. So, um, thanks for coming on, dude. And, and please let everybody know where they can find you, uh, you know, your, your videos, the, the trivia challenge, everything, man. Well, you can find me on Twitter at no com forward slash Jeff. That's my Twitter feed. It's also underscore dot com. Uh, excuse me, underscore Jeff Meacham on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find my pictures on Instagram there. Um, Wrestling Trivia Challenge, the tournament, I believe, starts either this week or next week. We haven't, we haven't set down a date yet, but we will be starting very, very soon. The tournament again, Wrestling Trivia Challenge, sixteen person tournament. Uh, the winner faces Greg Cherry, the Pennsylvania Station, for the No DQ Wrestling Trivia Championship. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a tournament. Um, I'm looking forward to my match in the first round. It's going to be it's going to be a test for me, and, and, and you know what? As it should be, I, I, it shouldn't be a cakewalk for me to get to the, back to Greg. Yeah, you know, I, I said that I would I would stay away as long as I was told to stay away. But now that I'm back in the mix, I want my championship back, damn it. Um, and of course, you know, if you have not seen this show. Or you did you ordered it and you forgot, or you didn't order it? Go on Fight TV, order this show, watch this show. It, it, it is truly special as a wrestling fan to see the NWA kind of rise out of the ashes and really pre- present a, a great few hours of, of quality entertainment, quality wrestling. And um, I I cannot recommend. This show enough. I can't recommend NoDQ.com's YouTube channel enough. YouTube.com slash Aaron with NoDQ. Um, I know Aaron's going to be covering Evolution this weekend. I will be out of town. I'll be working also, so I, I will miss it. So, uh, ironically enough, the biggest women's wrestling advocate that I've met, me, is going to miss the women's pay per view uh, live. I'm going to have to watch it later. I can't believe that, man. I know. I, well, I got called into work, so it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, but I also would like to point out to everybody that it's going to surprise people that people that know me really well that are going to listen to this and go, what? I can't recommend enough the new Halloween movie either. Oh, okay. Go see if you're if you're a Halloween fan, if you're a horror movie fan, go see this movie. Um, open mind, go with open mind because there's a lot of stuff you have to go. Okay, that really wouldn't happen in 2018. But it's 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 probably my favorite one since the original. Well, there you go. For anybody who's on the fence, Jeff's recommended it. There you go. <laughs> um, and one thing I wanted to mention as well because I completely forgot to, and I want I want him to get his recognition uh, right now as well before we get out of here. Um, I ran into Jeff Jarrett after the show um, last oh, yeah. night. Yeah. And um. He was literally going from point A to point B outside. Like he was moving pretty quick. Like I could tell he was busy. And um I didn't stop him or anything. I literally just walked right past him. I looked over and we just kind of met eyes. And I was like, 
Hey, Jeff, dude, th- thank you so much for tonight, man. Like, that's like all I said. And he stopped what he was doing, walked over, shook my hand, asked if I wanted to get a picture or anything. And like, like, it was like all him, you know, like he didn't have to do any of this. Like, he didn't have to stop. He didn't have to say anything to me. He didn't have to take a picture. He didn't have to do anything. And he went out completely out of his way just like to let just a random fan know that he was appreciative of, you know, me being a fan of his work, that I was there live for the show. And he's somebody where like, I mean, once again, the first time I saw him wrestle, he, you know, he had the long hair with like the, the striped like thing that like connected from his collar to his, his trunks or whatever. And yeah. Like, and like I, I, when I was a kid, I used to wrestle against pillows in my basement pretending to be, you know, the four horsemen against like Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Henning and those guys and stuff. And like, it was so cool meeting this guy in person and knowing that he is such a nice dude for real. So like, I wanted people to know that, like, Jeff Jarrett, like, because he, he's gotten so many just ups and downs as far as, like, you know, what fans think about him and, like, his time with the TNA and and this and that. And it's like, if you ever meet this guy, you will become a fan of his immediately based on the experience I had last night with this guy. Yeah, it's funny. I mentioned earlier we went to the TNA show in 2004 for Turning Point in December. Um, we actually kind of invaded there after after show dinner thing at Friday's down the hill from Universal Studios and we we, we were told to show up and interview who you could and, get, and we got a lot of people on camera that night but I will never forget Jeff Jarrett you know walking up and making sh- he asked the three of us you guys good you got everything you need you okay everything good and just he just he's such a gracious dude he didn't have to be he's on the company what does he give a shit so it just he, he's very very underrated as a nice guy and yes i've crapped on him myself for his drawing ability but damn it he's 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 an amazing talent he's got the tools he's got the he's he, he's got the pedigree he's got a second generation wrestler he's he's awesome third generation excuse me third generation wrestling personality because his grandmother was a promoter i believe yeah teeny so, teeny uh christine so, jarrett yeah yeah there you go so Jeff Jarrett is one of those guys that people will either look look back on him and go, eh, or look back and go, you know, bravo, great job. And, and unfortunately, there's only between, but he's he's definitely one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the business, no question about it. You, very well said. For sure. And I, I got to send you – um. I'll get your address one of these days, man. I got a, uh, I was gifted a book. It's actually called, uh, I think it was called Teeny, uh, Wrestling's First Grand Dame, I think is what it was called. Um, but it's, it's the story of Christine Jarrett, like being, uh, a woman back all the way back then and like running wrestling basically as a woman in like a completely male dominated, uh, industry. And it's written by Brennan Martin, who's actually one of Jeff Jarrett's cousins. So it's someone who was really close to the situation. It's his own grandmother that he's writing about. And it's a book that I think you'd probably really enjoy. I'll get it out to you sometime. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, her and Liam Ivea were the only two really well-known women promoters out there that really were a success. So, yeah, absolutely, man. So, Jeff, hey, thanks again for coming on. I, I can't, I can't, you know, thank you enough. And you know, we'll catch up soon, man. You have a great day. You too, Stephen. Take care, man. Thank you for having me on. All right, everyone. And once again, that was Jeff Meacham, NoDQ.com fame, the former champion over there at the Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Great dude. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's kind of surreal still being friends with that guy. Um, like I mentioned during the episode, I'm not just blowing smoke when I say this. Like, you guys got to understand, you know, I'm 30 years old, man. I, I talk about that in the show a lot too. I, I like people knowing my age because that way you can kind of know, you know, I've been watching wrestling since I was like six years old on like a, like a really super regular basis, you know, like I became obsessed with wrestling, you know, I, whatever it was, 24, 25 years ago. Um, and people like Jeff, it can't be understated the, you know, just what kind of motivation it gives somebody like me to, to, to see people like Jeff or, you know, people that maybe you're more familiar with now, like, uh, like Ariel Hawani or Sam Roberts or these guys who like kind of like self-made, um, they're people who, who were involved as fans, but like got in and became a part of it themselves, you know, through interviews and, and through hard work and just through being persistent and, 
And just just the the whole idea of like you never know, you know, as a fan, like you just want to be involved. And that's that's the same with me. I just want to be involved. Like I don't care if I get, ever get hired by the WWE or the UFC or or any of these major companies. Like I just like the fact that I can go to shows, meet some wrestlers that I look up to, get some interviews and then share that experience with you guys that are also fans because as much as I put over people like Jeff Meacham uh, for kind of inspiring me to to go the path that I've gone, um, I hope that people who are listening to this do the same uh, by listening to me. You know, not that I need to be some sort of big martyr or something for like change. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, if you're listening to this and and you want to do your own podcast, nobody's stopping you. Um, even if you feel like nobody's listening, like do it. You know, who cares? The technology's out there. Maybe you'll get to meet some people that you looked up to. You know, the first interview I ever did on this podcast, I think the first interview I ever did was with Scotty Riggs from WCW, uh, one half of the American Males with Buff Bagwell. Uh, he wrestled as Scotty Anton in ECW. You know, I was a huge fan as a kid of this guy, and me and him talked for like three hours when I started this podcast. You know, I've gotten people like Boss Rutten on this show, UFC Hall of Famer, who I who I've, you know, been a fan of since, you know, I was watching him on VHS tapes, you know, and this isn't, once again, to put myself over at all. This is just to let you guys know that I'm no special case. I'm, I'm nothing special. Like anybody can do what I'm doing. Just try. And thanks once again to Jeff Meacham for trying and for succeeding and for, you know, helping me know that I, I could do something like this. Uh, so once again, you know, thanks to Jeff and thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, anywhere that you're uh, following or listening or any of that stuff. Um, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. It helps the podcast out so much. Uh, please make sure to follow me on Twitter at BiteTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group as well to search Fight Talk Podcast. And my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. I've been playing a lot of video games on there. I'm on camera. There's a chat. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, just check it out sometime. It's totally free to watch. This is my cue to get out of here. I'm sure you guys can hear the uh, the train in the background. But I'm just going to power through it for this. Um, Twitter, Twitter at fight talk underscore as well as twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. Um, I'm going to be playing like, you know, UFC 3. I'll get the new WWE game soon. I have Madden. I have Fortnite. I have a bunch of different stuff that I like to play on there. So, you know, check it out sometime, especially if you're a fan of, you know, fighting, wrestling, sports in general, or just video games. Like, I have so much fun with Twitch. My uh, merchandise is available at whatamaneuver.net. Once again, that is whatamaneuver.net. Got multiple designs for you, t-shirts, hoodies, that kind of stuff. Any money that you spend on that website goes right back into the podcast and right back into the, uh, the Twitch channel. So it just it's all just going right back. I did literally just reinvest any money I make on the website right into this kind of stuff uh, to make it better for all of us. And I want to give a shout out to the Sobros Network as well as Fightful.com who have both uh, started featuring my interviews. I started transcribing some of these conversations I've had with some of the people I've interviewed here on the Fight Talk podcast. And uh, the Sobros Network is based out of the Nashville, Tennessee area. So that's really cool to be a part with those guys because I see those guys at shows all the time. So it's cool to be in with their group now. And Fightful.com, Sean Ross Sapp, a friend of mine. Um, I've done uh, some stuff with him in the past uh, on their YouTube channel. And it's really, really, really cool to see my uh, my written articles starting to show up on Fightful.com as well. So uh, if you guys are into uh, you know more of my content or reading kind of uh, the written versions of these interviews rather than sitting through uh, you know the audio versions, there's some transcribed interviews now available at SobrosNetwork.com as well as Fightful.com. So definitely check that stuff out if uh, if you want to. I'm going to talk about my sponsors real quick, and we're going to get on out of here, guys. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a professional boxing coach. He's a corner man. He's a personal trainer. He does everything. He can help you get in better shape, learn how to throw hands, learn self-defense, You know, just lose weight, whatever it is. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you in person, but if you're not, he can help you remotely. Just follow him on Instagram because he's active on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get a hold of him. His handle is at Atlanta Boxing Coach. Once again, that is at Atlanta Boxing Coach, all spelled out as one word. 
Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a professional wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures, pictures, magazines, and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling stuff. I hate saying the word memorabilia so much. I'm just going to say stuff at the end there. Um, they're great. They're nice people that do fair business. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. And use them for all of your action figures and, and magazines and all that kind of stuff that you're looking for. You will not be disappointed if you do business with my friends over there at Heroes and Legends. And last but never least, shout out to my friends over at WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. The Evolution Pick'em Contest is coming up soon. I'm actually recording... Uh, my predictions along with a friend of mine, Kayla, also known as the Sheenom on Twitter, and uh, I believe on Instagram as well. And uh, we'll be recording that later tonight. Um, and that'll be courtesy of our friends over at Heroes and Legends, sorry, over at uh, WrestleRumble.com. All my episodes, of course, Heroes and Legends, Brian Jensen, of course, want to give them their credit as well. But the uh, the prediction podcast, I really want to really want to push uh, WrestleRumble.com because you can jump on their website. And I believe the first place prize for uh, Evolution is $500 cash. There's a lot of cash on the line. There's always prizes, MVP points that build up uh, for, you know, cash prizes and, and stuff like that. So definitely jump on there right now. WrestleRumble.com. Check out the Evolution Pick'em Contest. And make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you once again to Jeff Meacham. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll be back very, very soon. Uh, probably within the next couple of days, you'll hear that interview uh, with me and Kayla, a.k.a. The Sheenom, doing our evolution predictions. So until then, I'll be back soon.